right. I think we made it. Yes, we did. <laughs> All right. So welcome aboard, guys. Uh, this is the debut episode of the Long Ball Lounge podcast. It's going to be mostly fantasy baseball centric. Uh, I will uh, be doing these maybe once or twice a week hoping to uh, probably land on a Sunday or a weekend spot to kind of break down the, the next week and then maybe do like a DFS slate uh, throughout the week. So as many of you know, uh, I am your host for the evening um, and I will continue to be the host going forward. My name is Jesse Clark. You can find me over at jcrockett24 on Twitter um, and pretty much every other social platform I use the, the same uh, uh, handle as well. And, uh, I believe this is uh, streaming live on my <clears throat> Facebook and, and, uh, eventually it's going to be on the new YouTube channel as well, but I believe, uh, that's going to take a, a day or two to kind of upload. So that being said, um, let's go no further than introducing my wonderful guest for the evening. And that is Carlos Marcano with the uh, Pitcher List uh, group of fantasy writers, fantasy baseball writers, and, and a few others. I'll let, I'll let him introduce himself, and then uh, we'll kind of get going. Thanks, Jesse. Um, I'm just really, really happy to, to be here. I'm really glad that, that uh, I got an invitation from you. And uh, an honor being your first guest, man. This is <laughs> really cool, to be honest. Um, and yeah, I'm just a fantasy baseball crazy that that likes to put the, uh, these thoughts on uh, on written words. And um, as you said, I'm I'm currently you know putting my stuff out with the pitcher list, and I also occasionally c contribute with uh, prospects three sixty five and six man rotation. Perfect. Well, um, before I kind of get to know you on a, on a personal level here, before we introduce you on a more personal level, let's do this. Let's go ahead and cut over real quick to our, um, yeah, and we already have some, some comments rolling in. Thanks, guys. This is, this is kind of what makes these podcasts pretty fun is when people are able to kind of comment live and um, appreciate you on Unwrapped Sports Network. That's kind of who is actually supporting the podcast I write and, and uh and stream on their behalf and and we open up a group called baseball unwrapped obviously every kind of group has their own every sport has their own group type thing so um shout out to unwrapped sports speaking of which unwrapped sports has their own um apparel company that we go through and i am absolutely pleased to share with you guys the new uh, brand new long ball lounge apparel. So you can go to uh, unwrap.creator slash spring.com. Uh, it's through Teespring. And uh, we have a shirt here and a tumbler. So uh, for today, starting like right now and uh, through opening day, we will be offering a 10% off uh, promo code. And that will be um, <clears throat> just uh, opening day. So if you use promo code opening day, you'll get 10% off your first purchase. And actually, this will be pretty cool to um, let you know, Carlos. I actually decided <coughs> before we 
uh, proceed too much longer. Uh, I'm going to get uh, your uh, information after this, and I'm going to go ahead and just send you a shirt or a tumbler or whatever you want. So um, oh, I will I, I just kind of a token of appreciation for you being the first guest. I appreciate it. I'm going to go ahead and yeah. uh, send that to you. Uh, at, we'll obviously get in touch after this, and I'll go ahead and, and get you set up with one of those. Um, so just wanted to kind of share that news with you. And then uh, other than that, I think we can kind of move right along here. So sure. first order of business is, you know, getting to know you a little bit, getting to know a little bit about yourself, um, you know, give a little bit of, be, of your background, maybe how you were able to get in with PictureList and a few of these other sites to write uh, and then uh, kind of just break down, you know, you'll, we'll find out here soon about your stat that you created. So kind of just your, obviously the background of being able to uh, deal with mathematics and everything else, the algorithms that you are able to kind of break down. If you guys read the article, you'll be able to find out, but uh, floor is yours, my man. Uh, go ahead and share with the, the fans just uh, kind of how you got started and how you got uh, integrated into the industry. Sure. Um, well, First than anything, I am Venezuelan, and we live and breathe baseball. That that's something that that, that it's so innate to us. Uh, uh, I mean, every kid borns, and uh, when when he's or she's born, it, it, the immediate thing that we do is put a, a small little T-shirt of our favorite uh, team, and and that's how we we grow up. And um, I, I'm actually in my house my father he got me really really young into into baseball and and, and, and everything related right I, I'm national baseball in venezuela and then i took you know interest in into mlb and all, everything baseball everywhere so that that's pretty much what what sparks everything you know and but but getting into writing and putting you know something more uh, ordered uh, it's pretty much a recent thing, to be honest, from last year. Um, I've always wanted to write and, and talk about baseball, but I didn't, you know, real everyday life got into me and I got out of Venezuela. I've moved to a couple of countries, so I was uh, my hands were a little bit full. But last year, um, they did this mentorship program, uh, Alex Fast and Nick Pollock in, from Picture List. And um, I, you know, I said, well, what the hell? Let, let me try. I, I can't lose anything. And it was a, a bless, to be honest. Uh, um, they assigned Is that part me, of PL Plus? Well, not actually. It was an open thing uh, uh, in the moment. It, it was a, a, a mentorship with anyone trying to get into uh, writing baseball, fantasy baseball, or anything related to, to that sports in that way uh, could apply. And what they did was they um, assigned you uh, like a mentor and they put you in contact with someone uh, already in the industry. And I was very lucky because uh, they put me with Jason Collette from Rotowire and, uh, and fan graphs. And I, I mean, uh, Jason is really smart and he's the coolest guy that, that you can think about it. He took some time to talk to me and well, he gave me like the best advice. Just 
start writing man <laughs> he said uh, open a blog do something and and start putting your thoughts out and and don't hesitate i, I mean he, said, he told me today it's a lot easier than when i started 20 years ago that you had to go to forums and things like that that it was so underground <laughs> it was really really hard it's not that today is easier but uh, there are you know some advantages right and that's what I did. I put together a small web website, baseballiscool.com, and and uh, that's someone got interested, and uh, I got some uh, invitations from Six Man Rotation and and Prospects Three Sixty Five, and from them I, I've been lucky, and I got the chance to apply to pitcher list for a formal uh, place, and that's pretty much sums up that that process you know uh I, i've been very lucky to be honest i've been very lucky so in, in creating this new stat though do you, do you have a background in mathematics or anything like that well i'm actually an engineer uh electronics oh. engineer so that helps <laughs> and i but i work currently i i teach coding and 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 things like that you know uh, and programming and, and, and numbers are one of my things and i just <laughs> I mean, this is an opportunity to mix two passions, you know, baseball and numbers. So I, I cannot think of a better, a better uh, opportunity to try both things. So uh, that that's what uh, and and what uh, one of the things that I like the most is to try to simplify for others the the the, the stuff, you know. Uh, and I take my time to try to group things and and then i can give a, a final product to others to use that, that that that's a thing i love yeah you and i have that a, a pretty similar interest when as far as that's concerned because i don't have the the numbers background that you do but i love in fact maybe tomorrow I, I think i might be going live for the second episode for the dfs slate for the opening day one of the things i love most is just being able to teach new uh, comers to whatever fantasy sport it is. If I yeah. have learned from other guys in the industry and I have kind of learned uh, a certain way to do things and predictive stats and everything, I, I've kind of gotten into that maybe, I would say probably since about 2014, 2015, I actually started following, um, I, I was hooked up somehow, uh, got to follow uh, Jeff Collins and uh, in draft yeah. cheat. Um, they were over with uh, Fantasy Guru, Guru Elite there for a while, mm -hmm. and uh, and I, I bought a subscription to them, and they would do these, you know, solo pods or or nightly pods for every DFS slate, and they would break down new stats that I had never heard of. I mean, I had never paid attention to ISO and a, and a bunch of the other right. real stats that can help you win in DFS and uh, game strategy, game theory uh, type things. And uh, so when I have newcomers to uh, fantasy, you know, just maybe lifelong baseball fans that never really got into fantasy, I love just breaking that stuff down to them, kind of just seeing what process I can go through, see if I can kind of help them see some things and it all makes sense and why this maybe is a little more predictive than just your typical average RBI home runs that you kind of sure. see on the back of the baseball card. Sure. So, uh, so yeah, I, I love doing that stuff as well. Um, so that, yeah. and it makes perfect sense if you're sure. doing what you're doing that you and, love and it as the well. Es <laughs> the experts need it, needs it because, uh, 
no everybody has the time to to you know to delve into all this stuff and 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 they can you know be a little scared at the beginning and and you want them to be interested from the from the set go you know to to, to have the opportunity to to be able to use all of these tools uh, and you'll have someone engaged uh, for a long time absolutely yeah and as long as you approach it in a way that like hell, I'm not better than anybody else because exactly. uh, I, I can lose at DFS just as good as anybody else can. So, um, sure. you know, so it's just kind of a matter of, of being able to walk people through it and, and uh, enjoying the process. And and so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of doing that throughout this season, early in the season. I'm, I'm kind of – I like to – I myself like to, when I'm taking on projects and I'm, I'm learning new things, I like to understand the macro level like process of, of how it all mm -hmm. happens. So if that's the way I learn best, I feel like that's probably the best way to teach somebody else. Um, so I, I kind of enjoy just being able to show people the process and how to do those things. So I, I look forward to being able to do that here uh, in the, in the coming weeks with this show. So uh you know, that kind of brings us to our next uh, topic, and it's a timely one, and it's really what kind of caught me uh, into the idea of having you come on for the for the show. I saw your brand new article come out on PitcherList, and uh, you basically created this new stat called Specs, and it is basically a combination of a few different advanced analytics, and you kind of combined what you thought were pretty predictive stats into kind of one blanket stat that would help you uh, understand some things better. So I'll let you kind of break that down, but I, I obviously thought that was pretty interesting. Um, in fact, uh, I, I kind of want to just acknowledge the fact that after the stream and stuff, I'll, I'll make sure I tweet out the exact article and everything. It's right on the, the picture list website. So uh, pretty easy to find, but I'll tweet that out as soon as we're uh, done with this. Thank you. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, we are living in a moment that there is so much information, and and, and that's a blast, but also can be, you know, a, cur a curse, you know, because we can get intoxicated with with all, with all this uh, information. So, uh, I, what I wanted to do is I I've been using for a while uh, a couple, I, I mean, a, a bunch of stats that are pretty good by themselves. And uh, but I wanted to have uh, something that could help eliminate eliminate the subjective part of, of the process a little bit because we always need that 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 uh, sometimes our guts <laughs> help us to decide and uh, <laughs> and sometimes works sometimes it doesn't but I wanted to be you know to have a good uh, floor for that so what I did I went uh, to this great stats from greater minds like for example csw which is a creation from nick pollock and, and alex fast wrote a, an amazing article that actually won an fswa article of the year in 2019 which i recommend everyone to read um I think Fangraphs is now uh, acknowledging it as a new stat as well. Yeah, a couple of days ago, ago it's part of what Fangraphs uh, provides, and, and that's super cool. And uh, and for two things, one, acknowledging the, the the great work, and two, it's available for for everyone. Also, also picture list in there in our new uh, um, players pages, which 
if if you haven't seen it i would gladly recommend those player pages are amazing you're we have that too there so the the more the, the better you know the, the more the, the more you're able to get information the better so csw is one of a hell of a stat it it helps um get a lot of information into what a pitcher is able and it, and it has some predict prediction power you know um and i use that i also got uh pcra which is an e an era estimator and that's the work of work of connor corkin from six man rotation um and also uh k minus bb percentage which is simple sweet uh but so effective uh, and, uh, and sometimes we we tr overlook uh, because we tend to think it's so simple and but it but it's it, it would surprise a lot of people how good for pre to, to predict pitchers performances k, k, k minus bb percentage and i uh, we added zone percentage and o swing percentage which are basically these um discipline stats you know uh, how uh, uh, how often a pitcher um is right into the zone and how often a uh, pitcher makes batters a uh, chase uh pitches outside the zone you know it's a combination and I had a, a few previous uh, versions of specs which didn't use this stat, but working with Jeff Nicholas from PictureList, which is a data wizard, he is amazing, and and I cannot thank he, him um, enough. Um, we got into this uh, five stats: CSW, uh, PCRA, uh, K, K minus BB percentage zone percentage and O swing percentage we took these stats we combined it in a way that uh, you know scaled it weighted according to to a number of you know statistical stuff and we came with this formula that gives it gives off a number from one to a hundred approximately so we can rank pictures with it and uh, the thing that we like about it is that you don't overlook certain types of pictures for others. And let me explain a little bit. Sometimes we, if we only take, uh, for example, K minus BB percentage, we will go only for the guys that are that have high strikeouts percentages, um, and those are usually the guys that dominate. Uh, by power, as I like to call it, you know, high velocity guys that have these tremendous and great four seamers that, you know, leave everyone looking around. Um, but using it alone, we tend to overlook guys that dominate with uh, control or command, depending on how, of how you look at it. So and that's where Kyle Hendricks of the world. Cal Hendricks is the perfect example. Yes, thanks for bringing it out. Uh, Marco Gonzalez, you know, uh, uh, he's a really underestimated pitcher, but he gets results, you know. But he doesn't have this tremendous uh, fastball. But he he controls his his um, his zone his zone and his pitcher. So that's what we want. Something that could give us like <laughs> I don't. This is a funny word, but give us a holistic. Uh, view of of everything you know and that's what specs tries to to achieve
Yeah, it's it's pretty kind of. I think what you're describing is something similar to kind of how Eno Saris breaks his uh, pitching uh, down because he has like a stuff metric and then he yeah. has a command metric and he, he kind of blends the two. Now, the one question that I had reading through this article was, um, I guess, what made you try to correlate, uh, find the correlation with Sierra specifically? What makes Sierra? Um, the metric that you used and maybe why is that different from uh x era or any of the other type of expected era stats that are out sure. there sure well there, there are a couple of things into that and it's a great question first at the moment sierra was um, more widely available than than x era now we have x era in in savant baseball savant uh, widespread avail available um but uh the thing is that in the past, I've, we've done tests with Sierra, and, and Sierra has a lot of stickness year to year in terms of if you have a good Sierra one year, it, it's very probably you are going to have a good one the, the following year. So we had that information already for information already on on hand. So it was a great, uh, like let's say uh, a great control uh, stat. You know, uh, so we 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 like, uh, and I prefer to work with something that I already um, have it pretty tested. Instead, we at the beginning we tried to use ERA, but it, it's just ridiculous to try to to use e e ERA because because it's so hard to predict ERA. Uh, so uh, Sierra gave us a, a better pattern to to you know compare with so that's basically why we choose oh and, and also also sierra has its own predictability properties which uh, uh, uh it helps to have a good uh compa comparison pattern so that's basically why we did we went with it okay so this this could be a short or maybe a long answer um when you start coming up with ideas like this is this just your own curiosity and you're like, uh, kind of want to see what we can do type thing. And you kind of take the idea to pitcher list. Is this something that pitcher list kind of, um, uh, pitches to you and, and knows what your strengths are. So they ask you to, to assist with it. Um, obviously it kind of seems like this is your baby. It kind of seems like this is something that you kind of put together yourself. But, uh, I just was curious as to how this all kind of came together. So um, in, in this case, yeah, it's like uh, my baby, to be honest. But uh, it came to 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 be uh, this specific thing with a lot of help from from the data um, guys in pitcher list, and also from my manager there, Mark McElroy, who helped a lot with ideas and and the focus on how to to look at it. Um, in this case, specific case, yes, I, I brought the idea, but as I said, I had a, a previous uh, version of it, which I reworked with uh, the data team of, over there. So it at the end, it came to be a, a, you know, a team effort, to, to be honest. It, um, I also did, a, really, when I started with them, uh, I, I also had this idea of another, but in the batter's part, of, it's called Q, which is, uh, it uses... Uh, also, no other stats. So I, I'm pretty much familiar with this process of, of looking into stats and things like that. Uh, and I start with these ideas, and they've helped me to to develop them in, in, into 
the, this final product. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that's it, it's fascinating to me because I, I I like writing articles myself, but I am just I, I started reading through this you know your article and I'm like, how in the hell are they putting all these uh, you know <laughs> the graphs together with the the correlation and I mean it just seems like well, uh, there's a bunch of people behind the scenes to be honest. Uh, for example, there's Nick Kulev who, who does the data the graphics. The data graphics, uh, and he also does correlation. And then we they have the the um, graphics team uh, for the feature images and the, and other images. It's it's pretty much a, a, a team effort, and, and and they run it pretty smooth, to to be to be honest. That's so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> I I, uh, I just wanted to acknowledge how um, neat that is because I mean, like, what happens in a couple years when your stats, the one that's popping up on fan graphs. And then, I mean, it's just, it's wild to me. <laughs> yeah, it's wild that's... to me. Well, let's, uh, let's take a, a quick break in the action here. We're actually going to move on to some pretty fun uh, items here with opening day, just a day away. Gosh, I can't even believe that. Yeah. Um, but before we get going, obviously I wanted to kind of plug our affiliation with my bookie. If you just go to mybookie.ag today, Use promo code USN100 to get a 100% sign-up bonus if you're the first-time uh, depositor. Um, you know you can you can use the direct link uh, below, but obviously that's uh, pretty difficult to uh, be able to understand and, and remember. So if you just visit mybookie.ag today, use promo code USN100, you will get that 100% sign-up bonus back uh, on your first deposit. So that being said, let's move on to some fun. So I thought it'd be pretty fun to kind of do a, a season preview in a, in a unique way. You know, we're a fantasy uh, podcast, so we don't want to just do a, a season preview of who we think is going to win the World Series and, and et cetera, et cetera, what you would typically see on a, on a regular MLB podcast. Let's dive into some of these players. And when we talk about breakout candidates, what we're referring to here are like first-year type breakouts not necessarily rookies but just players that have never broken truly broken out before and this is kind of their you know introduction to the baseball world so um i thought we would go ahead and just give a, a few names here uh carlos do you have any uh buddy you want to sure. kind of break down first sure i mean uh this is a guy that it's been on the verge of breaking out every year and it's burned a lot of people in the past, and it's uh, Andrew Heaney from from uh, LA. You know, um, I mean, uh, this is a guy that can drive you crazy because all his peripheral stats and and all his numbers point into yes, this is going to be his year. This is going to be you know the actually the moment that he's gonna have a great season and. Some way or the other, he finds a way to get dera derailed. And um, but the for this year, uh, well, actually, he's he rates pretty nice in his specs, which is one of the first things that uh, I look into. Of course, uh, he shows like a top thirty pitcher, which uh, that that's you know borderline 30, top thirty pitcher, but nevertheless, he's there. 
and he's actually really you i mean you can get it get him almost for for free in, in when drafting well drafts are, are almost done forever most of of the people but he was his adp at uh, nfbc draft champions was 220 which is i mean almost for free and uh, there are pretty much some signs that that point into a good thing he in spring training he he won like uh almost two miles per hour from last year which for a guy that doesn't have an overpowering uh fastball it's really really good uh, so he if he can sit around 94 miles per hour he was doing 92 which is you know pretty much less than average these days for for a major league pitcher that's gonna be pretty cool and he this fastball you know it's the one of the, um, fa the he has one of the highest spin rates for a fastball and that makes this pitch uh rise well it looks like it's rising and and it it, it can be a good um it can be a masterful pitch for him because he also has two more good pitches in his changeup and his curveball. Uh, he mixed them. Them. I I just got got uh, um, a point from Michael Aheto from Pitcherlist that told me today that he uh, he, he bought a rap soda machine for himself and he's working on ways to be you know to deceive batters more and do not. Be so predictable. So um, I think stars are aligning for for him, and he will have a good, very good season this year. Yeah, I think the the issue with him is always that health. You know, if he can just yeah. put it put a full season together. So yeah, yeah I, I I haven't landed on Heaney too much, but man, you kind of talked me into him a little bit. Okay. I I, I kind of told myself I wasn't going to do any more drafts, but I'm also at the other time like talking myself into doing one more before the season starts so um kind of maybe hopefully to pick up on some of these guys that i haven't been able to pick up too much in draft season okay so you kind of went a little deeper i'm i'm gonna cheat a little bit on my first guy and i'll just name a guy that's super super uh popular but he I mean, it, it does fit the criteria. He has never really broken out. He's kind of disappointed quite a bit based on his expectations. And I'm going to go with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I am all in on him this year. He has, you know, uh, the, the biggest issue with him is he's always been in the top part of the league as far as hard hit rate and yeah. uh, barrels and everything else, exit velocity. But – And he, and he has a great uh, plate discipline as well. He has a good eye. Um, but the, the thing that has always slowed him down is, is he hits too many ground balls and that, that uh, launch angle just hasn't really reached what it needs to be to be able to hit the ball out of the ballpark. So obviously yeah. he lost all that weight this offseason, which normally I don't read too much into because, you know, everybody comes into camp with the best shape of their life. But for yeah. him specifically – It does mean a little bit to me because to me it tells me that he's a little more focused. He's taking it a little more seriously. I think he kind of just skated by the minors knowing how talented he was. And he and he kind of just he, – he didn't really focus and, and give it the attention that he needed to to kind of take that next level. So I like that aspect, but I also like more Spo than anything, this, uh, this launch angle. 
phenomenon that he has uh, kind of changed in spring training, really getting it in that range to create more barrels. And if that happens, I mean, this guy could has the talent to be an AL MVP type player. So especially with uh, Toronto improving this offseason, typically see guys uh, winning those awards that are on winning teams and everything else. So I, I like his chances there. I would like it a lot better if George Springer was in there. I like that lineup uh, yeah. better with him in there, but unfortunately he's going to start the year on the aisle. But Vladimir Guerrero, you know, I've been preaching it for the last month or so on, on a few streams I've, I've uh, appeared on and a few articles and, and everything, and I just can't get away from him. So he's going to be my first guy. Do you have a second guy in line? Yeah, oh, I love Guerrero. If, if he can lift that ball, I mean, the sky is the limit for, for Guerrero. Uh, I completely agree with you. Well, I got, yeah, sure. Um, I got, uh, which I think could possibly be the rookie of the year, Dylan Carlson. And, and I know you have something <laughs> about him. <laughs> um, but uh, before, you get in, before you get into that, uh, I, I think that, I mean, I, I love the power and speed combination that he brings to the table. This is a guy that in his um, last uh, full, well, let's say full season of, of in, in my, in the minors, he had 26 Homer and uh, I think it was something like 20 stolen bases, which is some, something super cool. And, and um, th that's something that when uh the voting for this type of award goes that it makes a big in, impact um he's going he's he has a f full job in in his team and he's he's going to have a lot of at bats he he has showed some discipline uh before um he's a, he's a guy that could be around 10 to 11 uh percentage in in B, bb percentage which is really good because if it's gonna be in the top uh, he might not start in the in the top part of the lineup but if he wants to to get into that he has to to be able to have a, a nice ovp and i think that with the, that discipline he could uh get his way into the top order of the of the lineup so uh, that's I, I mean I and you mentioned uh, before we started that you saw my I was tweeting about him because I I said I, I mean I have so many shares of Dylan Carlson that it's just ridiculous to be honest and and, and that's why why I think the he's a good candidate for for a big breakout and win rookie of the year. Yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, James Anderson over there at Rotowire, and and he's actually been pretty high on him for the last year or so. Mm -hmm. So, I've always been kind of interested to see how he would break into the league. He kind of came up last year, super short sample, small sample size, so didn't get to show a whole lot. Yeah. But uh, and the one thing, the only downside to him, at least right out of the gate, is you know, kind of been following Mike Kirkland's work uh, a little mm -hmm. more closely over the off season and he's kind of hitting down towards the bottom of that lineup and, and spring training, but yeah. you know, the best hitters make their way up. So, you know, you, you see it all the time. How often is it that a team starts their, their opening day lineup is, is what their lineup is going to be, you know, by May 30th. I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't sure. take too, too much 
uh, time to be able to move up that lineup, especially if you're hitting well. So, um, yeah, I, I like uh, Carlson as well in that uh, offense. I kind of hope he gets off to a little bit of a slow start since they opened the season against the Reds. Um, but uh, that being said, I, I do I do like him. So my next guy is going to be uh, – who do I want to go with? I'll go with – uh, a guy that I have in a lot of places, and that's uh, Sandy Alcantara. Mm. So I, I just really like his stuff, and I and I I know some of the metrics aren't there in his favor, um, and, and but it's it's like one of those things that sometimes as a fantasy player, you kind of have to be in on a guy before the breakout. Like you, you can't wait until after the breakout happens. Sometimes you kind of just have to have a little bit of faith that he's going to put all the pieces together and you, you not necessarily see a full season of work to show you that it's going to get better. You kind of just have to believe based on, on what you see, you know, yeah. in the numbers and what you watch. And, and Sandy Alcantara is just one of those guys for me. He's actually uh, op- going to be the opening day starter there in Miami so uh, I, I, he just got a really great pitch mix. I mean, the, the velocity's up. Uh, I think he was pitching like 98 in spring training or, or something was what I was reading. So he, he just got a, a really good mix of, of a lot of different pitches. And, that, and that's the other thing. He's not just throwing, you know, two or three pitches. He's got a, he's got a deep arsenal there. And I really like what they've done with that uh, Marlins pitching staff. And I just have a feeling – that this is going to be the year that he breaks out. I know he kind of made hit, uh, you know, he, he kind of broke out a tiny bit last year, but the, the numbers really didn't justify what I think he could be. And I think he could be a top 20 starting pitcher if he puts it all together. So I'm going to go with uh, Sandy Alcantara there over there in Miami. Uh, and then I guess I can probably move over to you for uh, the, the third guy. I think maybe let's let's break down a third guy, and then maybe if you have any extra guys, kind of just mention their name there at the end. Sure, sure, no problem. And I will go with another uh, guy from Miami, which is like the last uh, mentioned guy, with Eliezer Hernandez, um, because, you know, most of the talk uh, about this really cool and, and – uh, rotation in Miami with our Sixto, um, Sandy, Alcantara, as you said, uh, but, Pablo, Lopez. Uh, Pablo Lopez for sure. And they have Eliezer and they also have uh, Trevor Rogers. And I, I think yeah. people should not sleep on Trevor. I also have gotten uh, as much as possible. He's one of the, you know, best liked uh, uh, pitchers from Ray Butler's who from, Prospects 365, and he was very high on curbing Burns last year, so he he knows his stuff. And uh, but um, I like a lot uh, Eliezer, and that's uh, some people make fun of because sometimes I go, uh, I tend to go with these two pitch pitchers like Dinelson Lamed and uh, Glasnow, uh, Glasnow, yeah. (laughs) Uh, um, But the thing that I say when they they tell me, well, he doesn't have this huge mix. But I, I mean, if you know how to do something really well and and you're effective doing it, come on, continue doing it. <laughs> and and uh, I mean, for sure, I'm all for getting these pitchers with big 
a big quantity of, of pitches are a great mix for that helps a lot. I'm not saying that that you need to be just a two a two pitch pitcher, but um, there's no better slider than Lamette's slider, for example. So why don't use it? I mean, if it works, it works until it doesn't, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and in this case, Eliezer, he's much of a, you know, change up uh, slider. And well, it's most, he's mostly a fa fastball and slider pitcher. And sometimes he throws uh, here and there uh, a change up, but he does it. Very well. He he was having a great season last year until he got hurt. Spring training has been pretty good for him. His peripheral peripheral numbers are always better than than what his ERA has shown. He, even his FIP. And I think people because they're much into Sixto, Sandy, and Pablo. They are overlooking. Uh, Eliezer, and he was very cheap also in, in many drafts. So uh, I, I like his chances for a breakout year. You mentioned the, the two-pitch pitcher. I'm curious as to your thoughts uh, on a guy that is the definition of that, and that is uh, Paddock in San yeah. Diego. Do you yeah. like him? Uh, obviously, uh, the fastball kind of fell apart for him last year, and that was yeah. more so the, the biggest issue rather than not having that curve. But you know, I'm curious to see what your thoughts on him are. I, I like him because he's a common and control freak. You know, he's he's uh, a guy that almost never walks anyone, uh, and that's the, pretty much the textbook definition of success. Of success, you know, uh, uh, and uh, for sure, he needs his fastball back. This day and age, you cannot have a consistent. Uh, you know, as success if you don't have a, a good fastball, but I, I like his chances and and uh, his might prove himself. I, I, I'm a little bit uh, injury adverse at, uh, at in terms. Of, I don't know if his fastball problems are because of some injury that's not completely you know disclosed or, or something that we don't know about it. That's where I I you know stop my horses and don't go too crazy about him but uh, I, I, I mean if there's no injury he's a good pitcher I, I, I mean uh, and as I said I like to to pitch pitchers <laughs> absolutely so this one's going to be tough for me because I really don't know who to list here there I have so many uh, pitchers down on my list more so than than hitters I, I guess I'll go with a guy that I'm pretty familiar and that's Tyler Malley I uh <laughs> I just really like his stuff. He's been the type of guy for whatever reason. And I don't know if it's a coaching staff thing, if it's a, if it's a mental thing for him, but for whatever reason, he has just been like a five inning guy. And they, it's like religiously, they will take him out once he gets at, through five. And again, I don't know what the cause of that is, but that's kind of been his biggest bugaboo is because you know he'll go through the first couple times in the order almost like uh Odorizzi did a couple years ago when the uh the twins kind of when he had that breakout it's because they started limiting his third time through the order so I don't know if that's yeah. something that he uh necessarily struggles with but I just really like this stuff I think it all kind of started coming together there towards the second half of the year last year you know it's the, they call it Spincinnati for a reason the uh <laughs> The pitching staff, 
does a great job there. It's not yeah. just Trevor Bauer. I mean, it's everybody kind of heard about it because Trevor Bauer got there, but you know, all those pitchers are, are doing such a great work as far as improving. I really like Maui's stuff. His off-speed stuff has improved a ton. He's always kind of had a, a really good uh, spin rate on his fastball, but his, the, off, the off-speed stuff has really improved. And I just think this this is a, a type of year, especially, you know, the Reds are starting the year without Sonny Gray with a back issue. They're starting without Michael Lorenzen with a shoulder injury injury just one of those years that he's gonna have to eat innings and he's gonna have to step up for the reds to to make a pretty big impact for this club so you know they have luis castillo they have sunny gray at the top when he's back but right now it's it's luis castillo and it's tyler malley is yeah so you know otherwise they're they're kind of just reeling for arms to fill in the back of that rotation so i really think malley can take the next step this year i'm this isn't obviously coming from a, a Homer fan perspective. I've, I've seen him a lot, but honestly, I just started digging into the numbers this off season when I was doing my fantasy research. And I just, I, I didn't realize how good his stuff actually was and, and how yeah. uh, close to the top of the list he was on a lot of these spin rate metrics and, and movement of his pitches. You know, all these things are, are very important. So I'm, I'm very curious to see, what uh, his season's going to look like, but I just like the idea that he could potentially eat innings and uh, put up really good strikeout numbers in the process as well. And if he could just limit those home runs uh, and kind of pick and he, he picks on the edges too much. That's, that's his problem. If he can just, you know, we, we talked about the, the F strike and everything else earlier uh, and command was so important to you. Command He's at the top of the command list too, but he just picks around the corners too often. So I think if he can just limit that problem, he can really take the next step. So I'm going to go with uh, Tyler Malley as my third guy. And then I'll just kind of round out and I'll let you do the same thing with some of my other names that I may be higher on than others that could uh, be that breakout. You know, I wasn't high on this guy early in the offseason because he had too much competition, but I, I really like Cronenworth's. Jake Cronenworth's uh, numbers, the more I look into him, and uh, it doesn't seem like he's going to have as much competition there as we originally thought over in San Diego. Yeah. So I like him. Uh, I'm falling in the uh, Yusei Kikuchi train uh, maybe too much. I'm not sure if I like it or not, especially with his lack of command. That's going to be what gets yeah. him in trouble. Uh, and then I'll round it out with guys like Aaron Savali I have a lot. And then um, – you know, some a guy that I think maybe I'm most worried about is uh, Dylan Cease. But uh, I, I like him just because his stuff is so raw and he he revamped those com- uh, mechanics this offseason. And I just feel like they were able to fix the issue with Giolito. They yeah. were able to switch him back to his old mechanics, simplify things with the shorter arm angle. And I just feel like they can do the same thing with Cease if he can just, you know, uh, hopefully it improves that command. That's obviously his biggest issue. If they can do that and these new command, uh, mechanics will work, I really like him to kind of make that next step over in Chicago. Yeah, uh, uh, people sometimes forget that Jolito uh, went from, you know, average to uh, super in just a, in just a second while, while there in Chicago. 
and sees I, I i like sees i, I have this friend david mendelson from triple play yeah, fantasy yeah he's all about, he's all about <laughs> he love and, and, and i agree with him he, he he just got an article just before the game uh where he found uh, 11 um guys uh, rockies you know? uh so well you have to be careful with the rockies because outside of course they tend to 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 be you know something else but it's still it's 11 case you know and i think c is an uh it's a great pick uh, I'm, I'm going back to tyler Malley. uh just for context specs has Malley um, better ranked than zach gallon zach granke and wow. jack Fla jack flaherty Wow. <laughs> not by too much they're pretty much like in the same t um tier but but uh he's gonna be good i think that's incredible oh, speaking of specs we didn't mention this uh can, can we find that on on pitcher list uh, like the the leaderboards and stuff is that going to be readily available and like for instance for the 2021 season is that new data going to be circulated and, and be available well, um, for the moment, uh, in the article, I have a link to a, a Google Sheet that I maintain and I will keep updated with with, with it. And I'm planning to have a you know a dashboard or something. So um, I think we will have that information available in one way or another for everyone to use. Sure, that, that's Perfect. what I want. I want everyone to to try to use it. I I mean I need all the f possible feedback around it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, sorry, I cut you off. You can go ahead and, and get, no, get no. the rest of your breakout candidates. Um, I just was curious. So, other guys that I think are going to have a great year, uh, I believe Kevin Gossman is going to do a, 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 a have an anchor of what he started last year uh, pitching in in Oracle Park. It's really really helpful and not having to face a designated hitter or although with there's been rumors that we might have an universal dh what <laughs> not, a not, disaster <laughs> that yeah, is yeah yeah just the day before the the opening day that's that's ridiculous if i were the national league teams i i would be pretty upset if, if that happens uh you know f because uh Teams plan way ahead of you know signings and things like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I tweeted out uh, moments ago. You know, how do you think Zach Gallen feels? Like he broke his arm, you know, oh, in, in a uh, in uh, hitting practice, you know, just in the in the cages, and yeah, he was the opening day starter for Arizona, and yeah. just the, the idea that they could completely abandon it. Now I've been saying for the whole offseason that they should have you know, just added the DH. And I think I, I'm not a, alone in that. I think a, pretty much everybody has been saying that, but it's like, yeah. you know, how do you justify being able to tell Zach Gallon that something like that is okay when he injures his arm and he can't even go out there uh, when he was planning for something that is just changed the day before they did this last year too. They added those playoff teams like the day before the season started. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous to be honest. That, that, that shouldn't happen. And uh, well, I mean, MLB sometimes do this stuff that it's way behind on other professional leagues, to be honest. <laughs> but well, that's the way it is. I, I mean, we might have confirmation of that. And going back to Gosman, if he doesn't have to face uh, DH in back there in San Francisco, so yeah, give me universal DH, please. Yeah, we are there. Uh, the Athletic had a, a poll where 66% of the fans want the universal DH. So. We are all together in that, brother, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, 
Absolutely. Do you have any other breakout candidates or you want to move um, on to the next? Just uh, from Mil Reyes, which I think yeah, he's, he's, I mean, he already showed uh, power, uh, but I think he can add some average this year. Uh, we're going to see, a, um, you know, a more complete kind of, of uh, heater this year. So I like his odds. Um, on the pitching side, Nathan Iobaldi. Not a soul cares about pitchers either. That's true. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the worst thing that you can see when watching a, a baseball game. Yep. <laughs> um, Nathan Ubaldi, I, I love the guy. Uh, he's touching a hundred my, mile per miles per hour this spring training. He's sitting consistently in 97, 98. He's a guy that um, has a lot of discipline. Uh, his uh, stats uh, have been in, in improving year by year. He's, he has the injury concerns too. Uh, he's a guy who's been injury prone, but if he can stay a little bit healthy, he should have a, a great season. And, you know, let's hope for it. Um, those are the guys that I uh, are into my mind right now. Um, I, I like Byron Bax, Buxton too. I think. Oh gosh, let's just fingers crossed that guy can stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, it, this looks like a, a, a theme. Uh, sometimes you get attached to these injury-prone guys, and and you're always hoping for for the best. And unfortunately, it doesn't go that way. But I mean, if Byron Buxton can stay healthy, he's he could be a legitimate 35-35 threat uh, in homers and stolen bases. And that's no doubt something. about it. I think, I think his power gets slept on for sure. Um, yeah. All right, let's, let's move on into our FOMO fantasy players. Now, I, I feel like I can start this off because it'll kind of tie into something that we've already discussed. Um, FOMO players, obviously, fear of missing out. Maybe guys that you – are not necessarily down on, and you might even like them a lot. It's just maybe they're going in the same range ADP-wise as some other players, and you just so yeah. happen to be landing on those other guys, and you just miss out on these potential breakout stars. And uh, I'll just start it off by saying my, one of my biggest FOMO guys is Dylan Carlson. I don't have enough of him. Um, you know, <laughs> he's just I, – I like him. I've just, for whatever reason, been more on the – younger guys like a uh, clinic or Kirloff or, you know, somebody like that kind of in the same range or I'm a, uh, a Nick Senzel fan as well. So he kind of goes in that range as well. It's just, uh, all those outfielders you can kind of lump together and it just happens to be one of those guys that I'm not on, but I I'm telling you, I think I'm talking myself into doing another draft before tomorrow starts <laughs> i don't care if it's like on underground uh, uh or underdog or anything like that you know i just i just want to do something that's like a best ball uh format that i can just get some of these guys so dylan carlson's my number one guy i, I like it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, um, I'll go with a guy we already mentioned, and that's Tyler Glasnow. I, I love the guy. I think he's set for a great season, to be honest. And I don't have a single share of Tyler Glasnow. And it's kind of by design because I don't tend to to draft pitching at the beginning of, of my draft. I usually, in my first five six seven rounds i don't get pitching and wow. uh, yeah and uh, because i always look for these hidden gems that you can find later and that can 
help you a lot. That usually happens, this fear usually uh, gets into me when I see Jacob the Grom going first or second. I say, wow, what am I doing? Why am I not getting one of these <laughs> stats, you know? Um, Garrett Cole. Um, but th those guys, okay, I, I can uh, live with that. But one way or the other, I could, I didn't get an, any shares of Tyler Glasnow. And I'm starting to think I'm going to regret it, <laughs> to be honest. Well, he's on my list as well, so you kind of stole one of my guys. But uh, and and he started developing that slider over the spring training as well. I yeah. mean, uh, that's that's the one thing he needed. He needed that extra pitch, and if he can just command it, uh, man, look out! This this guy's got elite elite stuff. And with Snell gone, Morton gone now, yeah. you know they're going to need him at the top of the rotation again. You know, just fingers crossed that he can stay healthy and, and put together a full year because he does have absolute monster potential there. So I, I like that one yeah. as well. Well, this will make things pretty easy. So you, you took one of my guys. So I'll go to the hitting side. A guy that I have zero shares of, but I am just terrified of breaking out and having a huge year is uh, Kyle Tucker. Oh, I don't I don't have any of them and I know he's a, a five tool guy he can run he can has power for days I mean you look at his minor league stats and it's like you have to almost look at the screen two or three times to believe what you're looking at I mean the guy just puts up monster stats in the minors he finally gets his chance to really come up the the Astros were almost treating him like the the freaking Rockies do with some of their young guys They're just not letting him get a playing time and, and sticking Josh Reddick out there forever. But uh, finally, Josh Reddick is gone now. Yeah, You know, he, he has his chance there to play every day. Probably going to be in the heart of that lineup. Going to be a good lineup like it normally is. And uh, I just have a terrible fear that there are some uh, peripheral numbers that maybe leave, leave you concerned. But then you also look and there's like tons of other numbers that show that he's almost underperformed. So it's like, I just don't know what to do. And it's normally, normally these guys, I'll, I'll be honest, maybe it's a flaw of mine, but all, these guys that tend to just jump up way up to, towards the top of ADP and everything else that haven't mm -hmm. really done it in the past. And uh, like the Rosarenas and, and Kyle Tucker, I just have a little bit of skepticism that they're being drafted too high. Yeah, And so I tend to kind of fade those guys, but Kyle Tucker is definitely a guy that I'm kind of, uh, you know, really wishing that I had on, on a lot more teams. No, I, I understand you a lot. I, I don't have a lot of shares of him too. And I, I have that fear. Uh, I mean, but you have to pick and, and choose, you know, you, you're going to get them all. <laughs> yep. So um, I'll, con I'll continue with the hitters here. And uh, this is a tough one. And is uh, for me, it's, at least, and it's Christian Yelich. You know, um, Christian Yelich, I mean, I think we can agree that he's not the player we saw last year. He's not, he's way better than that. Uh, and and uh, for sure, I could not talk myself into getting him. In it, although I like to get... Uh, Heaters and uh, batter, batter, sorry, at, at the beginning of my drafts, I could not talk myself into him because when I was the moment to get him, there was, I don't know, even Trout went so far on some drafts. I mean, I, 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 it was crazy. When I did the TG, the, the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, 
I got trout from the slot number nine. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, it, it was crazy, crazy. So I, I, I could not talk myself into getting Yelik before some other batters, you know. And from the moment later, I could not get him, get him in the second round. So I have no shares of of Yelik, and I think we are gonna. He's gonna back to his normal ways and he's going to have a, a a great season this year and unfortunately i don't have shares okay oh i i, I hope you're right because yelich is one of my guys i've been getting him everywhere um i i've actually uh wanted to place a futures bet for nl mvp for yelich as well i I just uh, I actually had the nine slot in a, in a Raz Slam league and I was able to secure him uh, at that nine slot. So I understand your concerns as far as kind of just getting stuck in between. And, and you're right, pitching gets so pushed up sometimes early, yeah. and then all these good hitters fall, and it's kind of hard to pass up. I've seen like Mookie Betts and stuff go nine in some drafts. Like I've seen Matt Modica. Uh, tweet out some of his draft boards. He's like gets Mookie at nine. I think Clay Wink uh, got him at nine somewhere too. I'm like, how, how, you know, That's you guys crazy. are in ex expert <laughs> leagues and the best players in the world are playing against you and you get these gifts that just fall to you. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on Yelich. I, I really like him. All right. I'll move over to a, another um, FOMO guy and I let's go back over to the, the pitching side and I don't have uh, I, I don't have a lot of Corbin Burns, and I'm kind of worried about that one as well. I was a big Corbin Burns fan when he first came up. He, uh, If I remember correctly, his debut was maybe against the Cardinals, and he had like 17 or 18 Ks or something crazy like that. I remember because I drafted him on my team, and I like one of my last draft slots, and I had him in there. And then from that moment on, I was like, okay, this guy's untouchable. This is going to be my keeper for years to come. And then he just fell flat and he started walking a bunch of guys, started getting smashed because he was leaving balls over the plate. Yeah. And, uh, and then he fell apart. And then all of a sudden, of course, the one year, you know, the baseball uh, fantasy for me, I wasn't. I didn't do a whole lot of fantasy last year because of the pandemic and everything else and shortened season. Yeah. And a lot of the guys that I've in home leagues with just didn't want to do it. I stayed fresh by doing DFS and, and that kind of helped me stay on top of everything and, and intertwined into the fantasy industry. But it just was one of those things where, you know, I, of course, the one year that I don't really have a whole lot of money leagues going, yeah. you know, Corbin Burns kind of has this breakout in a shortened season. And then, of course, you have your concerns about the sample size being yeah. so small and, and him being able to do it over a sustained long period of time. But I just have a feeling, given his stuff, man, his stuff is so nasty. I just have a yeah. feeling that he could really break out and, and I'll be the guy on the outside looking in because I don't really have any shares of him. Well, now I'm the one uh, hoping that you're right because I have <laughs> Kirby Burns everywhere, everywhere. Actually, he he was my uh, targeted SP one everywhere. I waited all the way because he was. Uh, let me just see. He was his ADP was 54, so he was you know pretty. I, I love that the ADP for him because it it let it, it would let me get some great batters and not have to worry about getting a, a 
number one arm, which I believe he is. So he's the anchor of most of my teams, and I hope he he does he does great. So I, I really really love that pick. Looks like I'll be doing another draft tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, c continuing with that, the the guy uh, that I'm fear the most in the pitching side, besides, uh, 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 oh, I've, it went through my mind, but the the one I mentioned before, um, oh, Tyler. Besides Tyler Glasnow, sorry, it's um, Walker Bueller, and uh, I I like him a lot. Expect likes him a lot too. But I'm afraid of the Dodgers and the way they use, they are going to use their pitchers, you know. Um, it That's something we can't control. And there's a lot of uncertainty in how um, deep into the games, how often are they going to use their pitchers. They are going to be very careful with the workloads. Uh, and uh, I'm just not sure we're going to get the volume from him for for. for to justify his ADP. So that's why I kept him out of my teams. Um, but uh, oh no, my friend, where you're trying to Another take Reds fan <laughs> chiming into the, <laughs> the stream here. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, but uh, I'm 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 really you know afraid that he might have a Zion season, and I just didn't get any any yeah. shares from him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't because, have any of him either. Yeah. But you're right. It's it's pretty possible. He's a, a tremendously good pitcher, you know, but we have to see how the Dodgers are going to let him ride. Yeah, nobody knows. I didn't expect Dustin May to make the uh, rotation, but they just announced that. So, yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's going to be interesting over in L.A. to see how this is all going to transpire. That, that, that team is just so loaded. It's not even funny. Um, <laughs> That's right. So. I guess I'll end it with um, – I don't really have too much to say about him, but for some reason I have a feeling that this is the year that I'm finally out on the guy because I'm tired of giving him so many chances and he's going to bite me in the butt and uh, he's going to stay healthy for a whole year, and that's Aaron Judge. Uh, oh. I, I, I don't have any shares. I've loved him in the past, but he's always you know, been the guy that – was red hot for a month. And then after that, he kind of uh, one injury led to the other, but yeah. uh, you know, you, you read in the off season that him and uh, Stanton were doing more yoga type exercises and working on their flexibility and not so much, you know, bulking with the, the muscle and that, that matters for, for those oversized guys that are just huge uh, because we've seen so many times that those guys tend to get injured more often than not. But you know, I, I just kind of fear that he could somehow put it all together in a magical season. Uh, I, I guess it wouldn't hurt me too much because I am I'm, have a lot of shares of Aaron Hicks, which is another guy that is always injured. But, um, you know, hopefully uh, this doesn't bite me, but uh, I just have a fear that Aaron Judge is going to kind of stay healthy for a year. And I'm, I'm in a lot of OBP leagues as well, more than average. So that it's even worse in those types of leagues because yeah. uh, Judge has a really good OBP. So, yeah, he's one of the guys that could be could have Trout-like numbers, Aaron Judge, if he stays healthy. But that's a big if. And um, I have a, a few. I have very few 
commandments, and one of those is don't draft, judge, or stand in because you're gonna get, <laughs> you're gonna get burned. <laughs> but but I mean, I wish they they can stay healthy because we would see truly amazing stuff from them. Oh, that offense would be ridiculous if both of those guys were able to stay healthy for a whole season. Well, do you have any other uh, FOMO players before we move on to opening day preview? Uh, no, I think I think that pretty much covers it. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, pretty obvious at this point, opening day is a day away. So, yeah. you know, it's yeah. almost hard to believe that we're going to wake up and it's going to be like Christmas morning tomorrow. I took off the day from work gonna you know enjoy the nice long day probably gonna be a, doing a bunch of dfs research in the morning so uh and, and then the reds don't play until 4 10 so i kind of have a long wait until that the you know first pitch of that game but it is what it is and and speaking of which i obviously have a great rooting interest in that game but i also just love the the matchup in general and i'll kind of just preview the fact that jack flaherty yeah. and and luis castillo will head the mound for both of their given teams. You know, we see Arenado for the first time in the division, uh, new place. We see g- new guys from Cincinnati, like uh, Jonathan India, perhaps getting a, a chance there at second base. The experiment with uh, Eugenio Suarez moving over to short. So, yeah. So, you know, just a lot of unique elements and pretty interesting matchup there. It, it'll be interesting to see, I think, I think this game's going to come down to which starting pitcher can maybe go deeper into this game because when you go into these bullpens, there's just so many question marks for both of these teams. They have really, really good arms, yeah. but um, you know, th- there's also a lot of questions surrounding you know the Alex Reyes's of the world, and um, you know for the Red side of things, uh, who's going to be the real closer? I'm, I'm thinking it's probably going to be Amir Garrett, but. Garrett and Sims and Antone, all those guys haven't really pitched a whole lot of late because they've all been banged up. So it'd be pretty interesting to see how that works out. I think it's probably going to obviously be a low scoring game. It's going to be a really cold game. Gosh, it's going to be like 40 degrees here tomorrow. So, um, and I'm about an hour North of the game, uh, in the stadium. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that matchup for one. I'm looking forward to a few others, but I'll, I'll obviously let you have the floor with maybe a, a matchup or two that you're interested in. Yeah, th- that matchup is going to be really interesting. As you said, it, it, it should be a pitcher's duel. Uh, great uh, young pitchers there. Um, I'm also interested in the, the matchup uh, in with Gosman starting with for San Francisco. I'm, I'm pretty much invested in Gosman this year <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I think I mean I, I think the guy has a really really good potential so I, I I want to see what from the get-go what what's he's able to do and the other matchup that's bringing my attention because I think this is a, a guy that um he's just overlooked but because he plays for the Rockies and it's Herman Marquez I love uh, that guy, man. Oh, I man. love him. Get him out of course field. Oh, please. Please <laughs> come on. Rescue Herman. I, I mean, he is I, I think he has one of the best curveballs in, in the game. And and he's developed well, he actually had a pretty decent slider before he it yeah. went he went 
he it was a little bit not that great in 19 but then last year it went back to be a, a, a really good pitch for for him decent velocity he turn up tunnels and he does a lot of sequencing between his knuckle curveball and his slider uh, and i think he's such a, he has such a potential but having to pitch in that hell that is cursed field i mean he i would and i think i got some shares of him because i believe the rockies are going to trade him uh before the end of the year and i i'm really hoping for that um they are you know in this rebuilding on although they don't call it like that because they it looks like they are always rebuilding but uh, I think Herman Marcus is not going to finish the year with the Rockies, and I hope so because that would boost his his uh, value life to the roof. You know, he, he's really so. I'm I'm curious to see him. Even thought he's going to be playing at home uh, tomorrow. Um, I I want the guy to succeed so much because he's been you know really hurt having to pitch in 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 Coorsville. Yeah, um, he's definitely going to be a trade candidate of mine, I think, in my leagues, maybe like a month into the season or so, kind of get ahead of those rumors that are floating around about him being traded and maybe yeah. coming off of a, a couple down performances in Coors. The last matchup that I'll preview, and I, I just can't figure out which side I like more, and uh, it's Max Fried versus uh, Aaron Nola tomorrow. You know, I like Nola better as a pitcher, but yeah. I like Atlanta better as a team. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, Atlanta's offense is elite, and the Phillies bullpen is terrible. So what's probably more likely to happen is Nola ends up leaving and uh, yeah. the Braves end up scoring and, and winning in the eighth or ninth uh, against the Phillies. But I, I'm just fascinated by this matchup. Freed kind of finally took that next step last season and uh, really pitched well kind of developed yeah. that slider at the end of, what, 2019 and carried that over into 2020 as well. He dominated my Reds in the playoffs. Um, yeah. You know, he, he just is a, a pretty good pitcher overall with those uh, off-speed pitches there. And then, obviously, Nola is just a history of a great track record. Um, yeah. Really like that pitching duel there in uh, in Philly tomorrow. Um. I think Nola is going to compete for the Cy Young this year, uh, to be totally blunt about it. I think he's going to be a top three SP this year. Wow. He has a repertoire that is just amazing. He knows how to mix his pitches. He He's a guy that can do it pretty much all. And so I think uh, in the few drafts that I got a, 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 a big arm, that, that's the, the arm that I was looking for, um after the the big big guys and uh i cannot talk you know even higher for for about nola on the other side i don't like max right to be honest i think <laughs> i think i think uh he's a little bit overrated to be to be to be fair um i always have this discussion with jason gold from six man rotation because he's a huge braves fan yeah i mean when i huge like like crazy and he always messes with me and says that i'm crazy uh, uh because i i don't like fried i'm not saying he's a bad p 
pitcher at all. I just think it's a little bit overrated for for him. I, I might be wrong, but uh, I'll put my chips on Nola tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a good thought. I, yeah, I don't really have Max Fried anywhere either, so I maybe I am a little lower on him than I even thought I was. But uh, yeah, so you know we have a, a ton of good opening day matchups tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I will try to get on tomorrow to do a little DFS preview because I'm, I'm super interested in that. Um, but that pretty much, you know, kind of closes us out here. We, uh, you know, the, the bottom line here, uh, closing remarks. I don't have a whole lot to say besides I, I thank you a ton for, for coming on for this uh, debut episode here. And, and uh, do not let me, uh, I'm, I'm bad about this. Trust me on, if I was on the flip side, I would leave you alone. I wouldn't bother you, but do not let me forget. You're going to get a shirt or a tumbler or whatever you want. Um, you just got to tell me what it is. Uh, don't forget about that. Don't let me, uh, don't let me get away from that. So it's, you know, live on air kind of, uh, stuck. So, uh, you know, I've, I've said it. It's it's out on the interwebs now. I can't take it back. So um, <laughs> I just uh, I wanted to thank you a ton for coming on. Really enjoyed thank the article. It, it you know it's very very thorough stuff. Um, and if you're a, a big baseball head and fantasy head like we are, it was very well done. And you know you and and the guys over at Pitcher List did a did a really good job of putting that together. And I'll be looking forward to kind of using specs going forward. I'll be interested to see DFS. Uh, uh, research throughout the year, kind of seeing sure. that and, and seeing if we can kind of uh, put some good correlation with some good uh, sneaky picks there for uh, So I'll be pretty interested to take a look at that throughout the year. I mean, I, I'm the one who, who wants to thank you because it, it's been really cool to be here today. And I've enjoyed the conversation and I, I truly appreciate you having me with you. And uh I, I hope, yeah, I'm, I'm, we are going to work on the in-season use of specs. We want everyone to try to use it. And and, uh, and if it's helpful, it, it has to be helpful for everyone. So that's what we want. Uh, and, and, and I hope that uh, anyone can benefit from it. And thanks again for having me. And I wish you the best of luck with this new podcast, Jesse. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, go ahead, go ahead and, and give everybody else just one last uh, uh, take on on where sure. they can find you on social and, and find your work. Sure. Yeah, I'm usually rambling in Twitter. Uh, you can find me uh, at at C A Marcano, and that's M A R C A N O C A Marcano, and uh, I am having a weekly. Um, you know, uh, article in picture list. Uh, it's usually going to be on Fridays. Um, I, I'm having one with, about Andrew Heaney, by the way, for this Friday at picture list. I hope I hope it's going to be useful too. And I also write for Prospects 365 on six man rotation. That in, in English. I do some Spanish things too. So uh, I, I try to keep busy myself, and I love it. I love it. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they always say when you're, when you're really, you're getting paid to do your hobbies, you know, it's not really a job and, and that's mm -hmm. kind of what you're making for yourself. So it's, it's, it's pretty commendable stuff. You're, you're doing what you love and that's what, that's, that's what we're here for. So, um, sure. Yeah, m m all you guys can can just to kind of close things out. You can obviously find me at jcrockett24. You can see it down at the bottom uh, over on Twitter. Thank you guys so much for uh, for tuning into the debut episode. I appreciate it. 
more content to come. Obviously, I appreciate you guys uh, commenting in the uh, the feed as well through the live chat. It's always good to to have some interaction here. So appreciate all you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. This does it for the debut episode of the Long Ball Lounge. Thank you for joining us. Peace out, guys. Happy opening day.